Oh, so close. Well, unfortunately, that second period was the Achilles heel for the Devils. And I'm not going to be eating pasta anytime soon. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. I've still yet to cover a win. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, fourth game being in the press box at the Prudential Center, and I've covered my fourth New Jersey Devils loss. I have yet to cover them winning. So, I'll be up in the press box for four more games before I have to go back to Arizona State. So, I am really hoping... They're able to win just a couple because I would like to actually cover them winning. So this game was a bit of a heartbreaker because they lost to the Boston Bruins by a score of four to three. And unfortunately, they got off to a great start. They had a very crappy middle and their finish was close, but not quite there. So goes back to that game against the New York Islanders. Like I said, you cannot play behind most of the game and then expect to win. It just doesn't work like that. In the sport of hockey, doesn't work like that in a lot of sports. So if you're trailing for most of the game, most likely you're going to come up on the losing end. And that's what happened in this matchup for the Devils because they had a very crappy second period. And it, it raises the question, like, what could potentially happen to Mackenzie Blackwood? And I also asked Lindy Ruff postgame, like, what's the overall plan? How do, How is he going to utilize Vitek Vanacek and Mackenzie Blackwood going forward? Because I anticipated for... VTech Banachek to get the start, but Mackenzie Blackwood got the nod for the second straight game. So it's just like, is Mackenzie Blackwood back to being our starter? I, I thought VTech Banachek solidified the starting role during the absence of Mackenzie Blackwood, but uh, I, that that's for Lindy Ruff to answer. So we're going to recap this game. Then I'm going to talk about the goalie struggles and then to finish it all off, I'm going to uh, give uh, my final letter grade, compare the overall stats. And I also spoke to Tomas Tatar in regards to the New Jersey Devils. Just It seems like they always have bad luck because in this game, there were a couple uh, shot attempts that just went in and out of the crossbar. There was another attempt in which it looked like it was about to go past the goal line, but Olmark was able to just uh, reach down and make the save. And it was just inches away from being a goal. And that could have been a game changer for Devils. And just seems like they all they either run into hot goaltending and they get goalied or they just don't take good shot selections and they're and they're just not finishing. So figured I just asked Thomas Tatar his opinions on it since he did score in this game. Now, to recap this matchup for Devils going into this game against the Boston Bruins, they had their work cut out for them because the Bruins uh, coming into this game had the lowest goals against average in the entire league with 71 and second goals for just trailing the Buffalo Sabres by one goal with 127. So Olmark wasn't going to make anything easy on the Devils. In 22 game appearances, he had a record of 18-1-1, a goals against average of 1.89, a save percentage of 937, and two shutouts to his credit. So my overall thing for the Devils is that the, the scouting report is don't get the Boston Bruins off 
and going early because if the Boston Bruins take a one to nothing lead, that can quickly snowball into a two nothing lead or a three nothing lead. And given how the New Jersey Devils have been playing these last few games, they cannot afford to go down early to a team like the Boston Bruins. We, we saw what happened in the Carolina Hurricanes game. We saw in a few other matchups. So the overall mindset for the Devils is don't go down early. So for the first six minutes, the Devils weren't giving the Boston Bruins an inch of breathing room. Excellent presence in both ends, despite only having three shots. So I felt as though the Devils were uh, asserting themselves pretty well in both their attacking end and their defensive end. And they were just playing well with the puck. And like I said, it didn't seem like the Boston Bruins, even though they had a few good shot attempts on Blackwood, uh, Blackwood for that specific period was able to hold his own in between the pipes. And uh, so, but for the most part, the Devils were in control. So the first big test for New Jersey Devils was when Eric Halla went to the penalty box for tripping. And I want to give credit towards Jesper Boquist on the penalty kill because the Bruins were just scrambling to look for an opening, but it was Boquist stepping up big time for the Devils and a few other players as well, just finding the puck, clearing it, and not giving the Boston Bruins any chance to get a good shot off during the man-up advantage. So uh, that penalty kill was just pitch perfect, and that's the kind of thing that I'm sure that Lindy Ruff drew up in the playbook, and the Devils were able to capitalize it on a big way. Now, not too long after the New Jersey Devils killed off those two minutes on Eric Hollis' penalty, it was the Devils' turn to go up on the man-up advantage because Michael McLeod got uh, boarded, and it, I was a little nervous because he seemed to have been slow to get up, and uh, there was some chippiness, and some, and the Boston Bruins and the New Jersey Devils were kind of going at one another. I thought it would be like the game against the Philadelphia Flyers where we see a couple fights, but that's not what happened in that sort of way. But moments later, just like literally only a few seconds into the power play, Jack Hughes, a couple steps on the far side faceoff circle, let a sniper go, and boom, it's one to nothing New Jersey Devils. The Devils were in control for period number one, and that was arguably one of their best played periods of the season. And they held the Bruins to just five shots on goal. So I was just like, okay, they go up early. They're playing excellent defense. They have great presence in the offensive end. So I'm just like, okay, if the New Jersey Devils are able to score in period number two, make it a 2 nothing game, that gives them a little bit of a, of a cushion, and maybe they can maintain it the rest of the way. Boy, was I wrong. Because period two was the complete opposite of period number one. So the Bruins scored within the first four minutes to start period number two. And the Devils did answer back in a pretty positive way because Zetterland and Heischer went on an odd man rush. And unfortunately, Nico Heischer got robbed and couldn't find the back of the net. And then moments later, the Bruins scored once again, thanks to Pasternak to make it a two to one game, despite the Devils doubling them in the shots on goal category, 14 to seven. Worth mentioning that Zaka had an assist on Pasternak's goal. So the irony isn't lost. It was bound to happen. I thought Zaka was either going to get a goal or a point in this matchup because he's back at the Prudential Center for the first time since being traded. And I was just like, oh, well, it was it was bound to happen. And uh, he got that assist on Pasternak's goal. But didn't stop there. Mackenzie Blackwood went on to allow four total goals, two to Pasternak on 18 shots. So, yeah, he completely flipped the switch after his triumphant return against the Panthers and his solid work in period number one. That was probably one of the worst periods the entire season for the Devils. So we have a tale of two periods. One period, which was 
really good and probably their best performance of the season in that specific manner. And then in period number two, complete collapse. So it, it was just like, what's going to happen in period number three? The Devils are down four to one. So I was thinking this game was essentially over because unfortunately, when the Devils go down big during these uh, like recent few games, they usually stay down. But no surprise, Vitek Vancic came in to start period number three because Mackenzie Blackwood, like I said, gave up four goals on 18 shots. Tomas Tatar was able to score his 200th career goal when there was about 8.30 remaining in period number three. So there was still some hope. Worth mentioning that Nikita Ohotuk was credited with the secondary assists. And speaking of which, Ohotuk, he played physical. He wasn't afraid to get involved in the offensive end. He was holding his own on the defensive side of things. And like I mentioned, he got a point in this game thanks to uh, being credited with the secondary assist on Tomas Tatar's 200th career goal. So that's what I want to see from Ohotuk. He doesn't have to light up the score sheet, but I'm just I just want to see his physicality, and I want to see his presence on the defensive side of things. So Ohotuk was pretty good in this game, and it was a good season debut for him. Now, a few minutes later, Yegor Sharangovich scores after initially getting tangled up. He was able to locate the puck before the Bruins got a stick on it. After going nine straight games without recording a goal, Sharangovich now has a goal in back-to-back games. So I've said this so many times. Yegor Sharangovich is just so weird because he could go – lengthy game stretches of games without recording anything but once he gets something going he's usually able to maintain that for a few games so like i said scored a goal in this game and he scored a goal in the previous matchup against the florida panthers so uh he he's got that going for him so hopefully he's able to maintain that as the devils still are in a tough part of their schedule so Period number three uh, to end it, 90 seconds left, and the Devils got the extra attacker. They pulled Vanacek, and unfortunately, when the final seconds were uh, winding down, Brad held on to the puck maybe just a tad bit too long, and that ruined any chance of the New Jersey Devils uh, being able to tie the game and send it to OT. Now, the Devils deserved to at least walk away with something because they almost made the impossible happen, which is they're playing against the best in the NHL, they go down four to one. All hope seems to be lost because I told you, Olmark is not an easy person to score on. So if anyone's going to goalie the New Jersey Devils, it, it, it would probably be Olmark. But in this game, the Devils were able to get three goals on them. And I really thought that they were going to get that game time goal and at least walk away with something, whether if they won an OT or not. I don't know. But the main sentiment is simply this, which is the Devils should have walked away with something. And unfortunately, they walk away with nothing. So that's a little disappointing, and it, you just can't help but think, what could have happened had Mackenzie Blackwood made just a couple extra saves, and, or what could have happened if Vitek Vanacek just got in the start in general? So we're going to talk about that momentarily. Also worth mentioning that Kevin Ball was benched. There was no particular reason. He wasn't hurt or anything, but Lindy Ruff just said post-game that uh, it, it was just for strategy reasons. So... Uh, Amanda Stein was able to uh, shed some light on it. So uh, go go check out her Twitter page if you want the full-fledged answer. But my primary focus is going to be on the goaltending. So we're going to talk about that momentarily. But before we continue, I want to bring you guys an important PSA. So did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, well, you're dead wrong. 
because your friends could tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents could tell, everyone could tell. So what makes you think that a law enforcement officer doesn't know when you're driving high? They're not stupid. Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're really not. Because the bottom line is simply this. If you feel different, drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by the NHTSA. Okay, so let's talk about Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, a couple episodes ago, I gave credit where credit was due. I said Mackenzie Blackwood was fantastic in between the pipes when he was playing against Florida Panthers because he kept the New Jersey Devils in the game. There were a few opportunities in which the Florida Panthers should have scored on him, but he was able to make great A saves. So I think the overall mindset was that Lindy Ruff was just trying to ride that hot hand because Vitek Vanacek, let's face it, even though he's been really good all year, these last few games he's been a little rusty and he just hasn't looked like himself, but I still feel as though that Vitek Vanacek should still be the starter I know uh, Blackwood has seniority, but I just I just feel like in this case, when you're going up against the best team in the NHL, you probably want to go with O reliable. And the fact of the matter is simply this: Mackenzie Blackwood, he's still uh, recovering from being injured for a lengthy period of time. Uh, he uh, prior to the Carolina Hurricanes game, he hadn't appeared in an NHL matchup since November third. So it's just like. My thing was like, don't you want to ease Mackenzie Blackwood back into it a little bit? It seems it seemed like a tall order to put Mackenzie Blackwood in between the pipes. Now, I had this chance to speak to Mackenzie Blackwood post game because, quite honestly, there were a few uh, stops that could have been made, and this game could have been a little different for the Devils. So, I asked Mackenzie Blackwood if there was anything that he would have changed based on his perspective. And look, I know some of you might think like, why are you trying to ask him that? Of course, he wants to. Uh, you know, change certain outcomes. But as a reporter, I just got to ask, and maybe he can shed some light. So here was his response. Uh, Mackenzie, uh, real quick. Um, I know you're still coming back and uh, recovering, and um, I know hindsight is 2020. Uh, what would you change differently about tonight's uh, game on your end? Uh, make, try to make more saves. I mean, uh, if you want to go through all the goals, I mean, there's a couple of difficult plays, but uh, you know sometimes when you're uh, having the, the the game kind of come to you, you find a way to make that extra save. And you know tonight, just unfortunately, it wasn't that way for me. So you know, obviously, you just go back to practice and you know keep working on the the little things and you know try and get better. Thank you, McKenzie. Oh, I went back and I looked at it, and a few of those goals that he let up, he was out of position. He was a little slow. One point, like he fell flat on his face. He didn't have good rebound control. So, look, I'm not trying to put all the blame on Mackenzie Blackwood, but he deserves a fair share of it, similar to what happened with Damon Severson against the Philadelphia Flyers, which is I didn't blame Damon Severson entirely, but he deserved a fair share of the blame. And the same is for Mackenzie Blackwood because he was out of position, didn't have good rebound control on one, and it's just like for for him, it's just like – he has to show that he's consistent. So throughout the entirety of this year, we saw Vancheck step up his game. We saw Schmidt step up his game. Now the question is, 
can Blackwood step up his game? Because it seems as though he meets expectations, but can he exceed them? So here's the fact of the matter. I know the New Jersey Devils, they're still second in the Metro, but the race is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. So you see that uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're just three points behind the Devils. So the Devils still have a cushion to work with, being three points ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But you don't want to be playing with fire, especially since you still got to play the Boston Bruins one more time. You got to play the Carolina Hurricanes. You got to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I said best case scenario for the Devils is to try to split these matchups against the Boston Bruins and see what happens from there. And so that way they, they don't just like keep falling in the Metro because don't look now, but the Washington Capitals, like I just said, don't sleep on them. They're on a four game win streak. And now they're relevant in the race. So for Mackenzie Blackwood, we can't wait on him. So that's the overall thing for Blackwood. Can he stay consistent? Can he elevate his game? If not, then we're going to have to call back up Akira Schmidt and then uh, Mackenzie Blackwood will be on the chopping block. Now, a couple episodes ago, like I said, I gave credit where credit was due, but I didn't take back my overall comments I said in regards to Mackenzie Blackwood. He has to step up his game. And now I asked him this question, which was like, is there added extra pressure since Akira Schmidt did well during his absence and also Vitek Vancek? Here was his response. Mackenzie, um, given how well uh, the goalies have performed this year, including yourself after the last game against the Panthers, is there um, like extra pressure to keep performing well, especially with how the team has been performing the last few days? Uh, obviously, you know, every game you want to play your best. Um, you know, if you put too much noise around the game, you know, you overcomplicate it. You go out there, you try and do your best. You try and you know, make as many saves as you can and, and play the best game that you can, um, you know, in that crease. And, you know, at the end of the night, you look back on it, you analyze it, and then you go to sleep and wake up and try and fix whatever you can or, you know, keep doing the things you did right. So, I mean, if you if you look at it that way, no, you don't, you don't put extra pressure on yourself. You just strive to be better every day. Look, I'm not trying to create any wedges in the locker room and, uh, Vitek Vanacek and Mackenzie Blackwood seem to have a good relationship because Amanda Stein pointed out saying that uh, Vitek Vanacek was seen watching film with Mackenzie Blackwood. They seem to have a very good bond, but it still doesn't change anything, which is you've got to uh, keep in mind if you're Mackenzie Blackwood that Vitek Vanacek has done well. Kira Schmidt has done well. So can he do well? Now, I asked uh, Lindy Ruff, like, how are uh, Vanacek and Blackwood going to be utilized? Because we know going into the season that it was a 1A, 1B type of circumstance, but I thought during the injury uh, absence of, of Blackwood, I thought Vanacek would be the full-fledged starter even when Blackwood returns, just given how well the Devils were performing. They went on that 13-game win streak, and I know that Mackenzie Blackwood got hurt during the early stages of it because he had to exit that Edmonton Oilers game due to that MCL sprain, but... I had to ask Lindy Ruff simply this, like, what's the direction for Mackenzie Blackwood and Vitek Vanacek? How are they going to be utilized? And here was his response. I know uh, Blackwood is back from injury and has been here the longest. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how uh, he and Vitek Vanacek will be utilized going forward. That'll uh, be something we discuss. Um, you know, I think obviously, you know, we would like Black to be better tonight. I gave us a, he gave us a really, really good effort in Florida. So, trying to put a schedule together on on, on, on our goaltending will be 
will be the first thing that uh, we will talk about. My overall thing is simply this, which is I need to I, I need just a better sense of direction, and I need to know who's going to be that reliable goalie that Devils can lean their shoulder on come crunch time, come playoff time, because there's going to be a lot more must-win scenarios because if Devils lose their next matchup against the Boston Bruins, those next two games against the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Carolina Hurricanes, those are must-wins in my eyes because if Devils drop one or both of them, then quite honestly, they could be on the uh, outside looking in when it comes to the Metro and the playoff seedings. And I really don't want the Devils to become infamous for going on a 13-game win streak and then uh, somehow, way, finding a way to see themselves out of the playoff hunt. So I really don't want that to happen to them. So yeah, that's my thing. I would prefer if maybe Vitek Vanacek is a starter and Mackenzie Blackwood is the backup, but obviously ride the hot hand and see what happens in that regards. But my thing is like, just try to ease Blackwood back into it. Why are you uh, putting that huge burden on his shoulders to go up against the best of the best when it's really only his, uh, what, his like second and a half game back because he came in uh, for period number three against the Carolina Hurricanes game. Then he played the entirety of the Florida Panthers game. And then in this matchup, he had a god-awful second period. So it seems like you're kind of setting him up for failure in that regards. But that's just me. So my thing is, like, if you want to give Mackenzie Blackwood a bigger role, that's great and all. Or if you still want him to be a starter, I'm down for it if he earns it. But my thing is, like, try to ease him back into it. There's really no rush. So in the next game against the Boston Bruins, after this brief Christmas break, I anticipate for Vitek Vancek to get the nod in between the pipes for the Devils. Now, it's no secret that the Devils have gotten goalied a lot these recent stretch of games. And it seems like they're very unlucky, and this game was no exception because there were a couple times where the puck goes in and out of the crossbar. There were a couple times where it hits the post. There was one time where it seemed like it went past Allmark, but at the last possible second, he was able to lean on back, cover up the puck, and halt action and it was just like inches away from uh just going past that line to signify a goal so i asked thomas tatar like uh, i know that the devils they they just sometimes run into bad luck but how can what what's the difference between just not finishing and maybe just running into a hot goalie and like i said thomas tatar scored in this game and i felt as though he was the best example to ask that since he's also a veteran so here was his response. Tomas, it seems like um, you guys run into bad luck at times, and sometimes um, uh, a lot of people say that you guys aren't finishing. I, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, your shot selections and the results of uh, just maybe sometimes being unlucky or running into a hot goalie. Uh, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe the shots are, or, you know, it's a little unlucky. You know, we, I, I hit a crossbar, Brad hit a crossbar, Nico had a, you know, half breakaway, but... Uh, I think offense, like, that's something you would always generate. But uh, what bothers me is, you know, defensive play of games. You know, we, we're giving up, giving up goals, you know, what cost us at the end of the game where we didn't have to. And, you know, it doesn't matter if we don't score, but we can give up a goal. And uh, I think those are too easy for us. And I think we are skilled enough. You know, the offense eventually will come if we will keep pushing in the game. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, in this game, there's a lot of what-ifs. Like, what if Vitek Vancek got the star? What if some of those goals did actually go in for the Devils? What if uh, that goal just went right past Allmark and he just saw it a little too late? There are what a lot of what-ifs in this game, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted the Devils to just walk away with something, maybe just a point. But obviously it didn't happen in that regards. It's a little disappointing, and 
they're a little frustrated because Miles Wood said in his post game interview that uh, they're they're definitely very frustrated and uh, they're they're very angry because it's just like they know they're they're capable of, of playing so much better and they had 40 shots on Allmark and yes they have more goals to show for it but it's just like they gave up four goals so it's just like it, it doesn't matter what your offense does if your defense and your goaltending isn't there you're gonna lose the game so that second period they played one of their worst. Uh, uh, periods of the season and unfortunately it came back to bite them and hopefully this is not a game that we look back on a, a few days or a few weeks from now and just say like if that game went different how could this affected the metro division so once again uh i still haven't lost hope for the devils which is like they just got to split this uh two game set against the boston bruins so try to win the next game it's not a must win but it's a game that you would much rather have puts a little uh takes the pressure off you just a little bit when you go up against the Pittsburgh Penguins and also the Carolina Hurricanes, and then you got the Detroit Red Wings and the uh, St. Louis Blues. So those are matchups that fall into their favor. So we'll see what happens in that regard, but that's a little down the line. So like I do with every post-game recap, let's compare the stats, and then I'll give you guys my overall opinion. So shots on goal differential, 40-23 to in favor of the Devils. Uh, I'm not going to say they got goal in this game. They got three goals, but unfortunately it just came too little, too late. And like I said, going into this matchup, Allmark was uh, just a very good goalie. So if they were to get goalie in this game, if they were to get to shut out or just be given one goal – Hey, that's that's what happens when you're going to get someone like Olmark and his caliber and uh, what he's capable of doing. So face-off percentage, 51% to 49% in favor of the Devils. Power play, Bruins were 0 for 1, and I talked about that penalty kill being huge for the Devils in period number one. Then uh, Devils were 1 for 2 in their power play. Jack Hughes, once again, just being uh, that uh, great leader, that franchise player, and getting the Devils off and running early. And uh, every it seems like most games I'm there. It seems like Jack Hughes is making – Big play after big play, and uh, I, I, his future is bright. It, it, it's incredible. Jack Hughes has been phenomenal this season. I want more people to be talking about it because in 34 game appearances, he has 18 goals, 21 assists for a grand total of 39 points, and he has plus minus of plus 11. So he, I think he's on decent pace to try to become the first Devils player to eclipse 100 points. Now, hits, 13 a pop between the Bruins and the Devils. Blocks, 30 to 15 in favor of the Bruins. Giveaways, Devils led this department 18 to 13. So if I had to rate this game for Devils, it's like I was hovering around the B minus and the C plus range because that second period was so bad that I, I can't give them like a high B. They did make the comeback, but at the same time, it's just like, uh, and also they did play their best period in period number one or arguably one of their best periods. So uh, I, I'm 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 struggling here. I'm I'm really struggling, but un, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to give them a C plus because there's this old saying: it's not how you start, it's how you finish. The Devils did finish in a decent position. Unfortunately, that second period is what killed them. That was their Achilles heel. So I'm gonna give them a C plus. It was a great game. It was a great effort, and I'm glad that they didn't give up. But at the same time, that second period, I I I, I it really docked them a few points. So. Let me know what you guys think, and uh, we'll just go from there. And as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Like I said, next game, not a must win, but maybe a win you prefer to have. And then uh, the, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Pittsburgh Penguins game, uh, I'm looking forward to those matchups. But if the Devils lose their next matchup against the Boston Bruins, 
then those two are must wins in my eyes. So I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Once again, don't lose hope on the We Believe Devils.